Today is June 9th, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. I'm your host, A.T. Werdahl. I'll use the next 10 minutes to catch you up to speed with all things Miami Marlins. So you're ready for today. Yesterday, the Marlins returned home after a trying road trip to face the Colorado Rockies for their 60th game of the season. A 2020 benchmark, if you will. Prior to the game, Kim Ang took some time to talk with the media. There's a full write-up on Fish Stripes that you can hear from her directly. There's quite a lot you can discern about the organization uh, based on her comments, so I certainly recommend checking out what she had to say. Along with the conversation, yesterday the Marlins announced that Braxton Garrett has been recalled while Daniel Castano was placed on the 10-day IL. Last night, Pablo Lopez got the start against the Rockies offense, and he was able to really limit them across a career-high eight innings pitched. He opened with a three-pitch strikeout, going to his changeup early. In that first inning after the strikeout, Garrett Hampson followed with a double, and some small ball by the Rockies converted the run in the first. But Pablo was at no point shaken. He settled in, he had command, in the second, he retired the side with two strikeouts. While the Marlin bats got it going, as John Birdie led off with a single, and then singles by Jazz, and Starling loaded the bases for the ever-emotional Jesus Aguilar, who lined a fastball to right center field for a sacrifice fly, scoring a run on a bases-loaded chance, keeping the Marlins in it, tying the game, but Jesus was just not finding any satisfaction. It's a fun highlight if you have a chance to see it. Um, but thankfully, in that third inning, Corey Dickerson, he took a slider down and in, just out of the zone, going down by his like calf. He got his bat around and down, broke his wrists low, struck the ball and hit a triple, cleared the bases and Set the score, three to one. Dickerson, line drive, right field. Back goes Blackman, he'll play it off the wall. In comes Jazz, Marte around third. Dickerson on his way to third with a two RBI triple. Three one Miami. Yes sir, have yourself a ball game, Corey Dickerson. That gave Pablo Lopez all the support he needed on the night as the Marlins did continue to hit. Adam Duvall had a single in that same inning to score Corey. And then the Marlins had hits in every inning until they broke through again in the seventh as singles by Jazz and Starling again. Again, both of them hitting singles, first of all. Just, it's refreshing to see that at the start of the order. Set up Jesus Aguilar again. And this time, he hit another line drive and it made it in for an RBI single. Adam Duvall came up again and came through again with two outs to put the Marlins up by the final score of 6-2. Pablo finished his eight with eight strikeouts, and the Marlins overall outhit the Rockies 13-5 in their return to Lone Depot Park. The game was closed out by Richard Blyer, who retired the side on eight pitches in the ninth as the Marlins smoothly sailed to the win send the Marlins back to their own beds winners. Also on the night, the farm system played a full slate. In Jacksonville, Sean Morimondo got the start as he attempts to get back into the big league pitcher, 
and he got to work against the Baltimore Orioles AAA team. For four innings, he held the tie scoreless, striking out Austin Hayes, you know him as an Oriole, twice. But in the fifth, Zach Jarrett took advantage as a walk set him up to take a first pitch that was left down the middle out of the park for a two-run home run ending. Sean's scoreless inning streak and giving the Tide the lead. The only offense for the Shrimp to that point was a Justin Twine sacrifice fly. And RBI singles by Bryson Bregman and Jesus Sanchez in the fifth kept the Shrimp ahead, but in the sixth, in his third time through the order and in what would be Austin Hayes' third chance against Sean Morimondo, he hit the first home run of his AAA assignment to tie the game. Then Chance Sisko singled, Tyler Nevin walked, as did Brett Cumberland, and Mormondo appeared to have reached his limit the third time through. Jacksonville went to the bullpen for Preston Guillerme, who started his outing with a bases-loaded walk. And that was basically it for the shrimp. They loaded the bases in the eighth, but no other runs would score, as the bats were quiet on the night with just four hits for the loss. In Pensacola, the offense lit it up. In the first, the Blue Wahoos batted it around. Peyton Burdick led off with a single, and he then stole second. He's a player that can do that. Mostly, you think of him as a slugger. Further in the second, Jorero Encarnacion singled. JJ Blade walked, and that loaded the bases for Nick Fortes, who hit the only extra base hit by the Blue Wahoos, a double, and scored two. The hits did keep coming, the bases were loaded again, as Bubba Hollins had a sacrifice fly, and Devin Hairston had an RBI single, and that brought Peyton Burdick back up in the first, with men on second and third, and he brought home them both with a single. Two, seven runs in the first for Pensacola. The lookouts couldn't keep up as Brandon LeBrant got the start and he pitched five and a third, allowing three runs scattered through the first, second, and sixth innings behind four strikeouts and one walk and nine hits allowed. Zach Wolf came in and pitched clean innings as the rain swept in and ended the game early. But the Blue Wahoos still won off the back of that first inning offensive output. Out in Cedar Rapids, the Snappers faced the Colonels, as Kyle Nicholas got the start, and faced stiff opposition, allowing two home runs for his second straight start. After two innings where the ball didn't so much as leave the infield, the first four outs were recorded and Will Banfield's a glove. Three strikeouts and one pop out for those of you really wondering how I was trying to spin that. Um, but a walk in the third by Kyle was followed by a line drive single. And then Spencer Steer took Kyle deep for his fifth home run of the year. And adding three earned runs to the final line. Nicholas settled down and struck out Seth Gray. But Wander Javier followed with a home run of his own. And he brought it back again and struck out Trey Cabbage. But after falling behind to Jair Carmago and allowing the singles, the snappers had seen enough, ending Kyle 
Nicholas's night with four earned runs in two and two-thirds innings. The glimpses were there with five strikeouts that do showcase his potential, but he definitely got beat again by the long ball. Jackson Rose followed with three and a third shutout frames, and the bullpen locked it down as the offense fought back. Uh, despite the four runs against an eighth inning single by Griffin Conine scored Thomas Jones to put the snappers ahead, and Justin a. Evans was able to come in for the save. The Hammerheads faced a challenge last night with 23-year-old Sawyer Gibson Long facing them against the 18-year-old Yuri Perez. Fielding errors ruled the night for Jupiter. It also did rue the night for Jupiter, as their 2-0 lead from the first evaporated in the second, as one of two hits allowed by Yuri Perez scored two unearned runs. Yuri was solid through four innings, recording eight strikeouts and allowing, again, just two hits, lowering his ERA to .86 for the night. Worth note also by the Hammerheads, Nassim Nunez had his 20th stolen base of the year. Looking deeper, his ratio of stealing to caught stealing isn't great, but it's cool to see him getting the reps. Overall, the Hammerheads had a night to forget, as a blown save by Edison Surreal, in which he recorded just one out in six batters faced, helped blow the game open. And the Hammerhead attack that featured 19 strikeouts collectively left a lot more to be desired. Tonight, the Marlins will again face the Colorado Rockies at home, as the lefty Austin Gomber will get the start for the purple team. But the Marlins have yet to announce a starter with Braxton Garrett, a possibility, but really just a possibility. We don't know at this point, but before the game, we'll get you up to speed at Fish Stripes. We'll have a game thread up sometime before then, featuring lineups and all the notes to get you set for the 7-10 start. As always, I've been A.T. Wardall, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. We'll be back to your ears tomorrow, and until then, do exactly what you want.